the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Absolutely pathetic. And I don't just mean the economic numbers. But to watch this stumbling fool. It's truly embarrassing to watch what he's doing. And he's doing it in the Middle East. We'll be lucky if we're not invaded. You know, everybody made fun of that dimwit in New York for giving you ideas of what would happen in a nuclear attack. First of all, not only is she ridiculous and wrong, but she's on to something. Because after watching this feeble moron, Take a once great country and absolutely destroy it. Absolutely make fools of the American people with his waste, fraud, and abuse of the White House. It's disgraceful to me. So let's play the clip. Uh, where's the dimwit? Please we respond, energy, and then I have to follow We are follow. energy independent for the first time. No, 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 that's not Joe Biden. That's when we were an energy independent, what, about 19 months ago, 20 months ago. No, no, no. Since then, it's gotten quite worse. Where is the clip that Biden is talking about? Where is it? Is yeah, do you guys ride bikes? Well, they have some that have this thing you put your toe in. It constrains your foot so it doesn't slide off the pedal. When I was getting off the bike, it got stuck on the right side. So the idiot is explaining he fell off the bike. No, about the energy, about the energy. High energy prices only, only reinforce the urgent need to diversify, diversify sources, uh-huh. double down on clean energy development, and adapt promising new clean energy technologies so we can not only oh, oh, we don't remain overly reliant. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Can you imagine how the Saudis are like? I really think you should have sent Kamala Harris there. At least she could have got up on the table, given one of those belly dances. Something would have been a lot more entertaining than watching this buffoon embarrass himself and the nation, not to mention probably invoke military action somewhere against our boys because we don't even know where the hell they are. That's kind of important, too. And meanwhile, back here at home, there's all kinds of meetings going on. Oh, very, very, very interesting meetings. Who are the meetings? Where, where, what, what, what could they possibly be talking about? In January of 2021, inflation was at 1.4 percent. By December of 2021, it had risen to 7 percent, a five-fold increase. Now, since the war in Ukraine began in late February, the rate of inflation has risen incrementally, another 1.6 percent, to a current level of 8.6 percent. So again, from 7 percent to 8.6 percent. Given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months. Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. The Biden administration seems to be intent on deflecting blame, and as recently as just this past Sunday, spread the misinformation that Putin's invasion of Ukraine is the, quote, biggest single driver of inflation. I'm glad. Now, the problem I have is that Jerome Paul is clueless as could be. Absolutely clueless as could be. And what's fun to prove my point is he is going to be interrogated, questioned, by arguably the dumbest woman 
to ever be elected Congress, and that's saying something. Uh, would using antitrust laws against companies that are raising their prices uh, have an, infl- an impact sorry, on inflation? Antitrust? Antitrust laws. Ah, okay. Now, I want you to think about this. Would using antitrust laws against companies that are raising their prices be a solution to inflation? This is a Congress person. Anti- against who, honey? Everybody raising their prices? Or just the big bad oil companies raising their prices? I wonder if we could use antitrust laws against your cabal, your cartel, your destructive policies. Because the only real monopoly that has absolutely no competition is the Washington crime organization called the government. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. The Would, acoustics in here are different. No worries. Would that have an inflationary impact? Um, it's hard to say, really. Would subjecting those companies to a windfall profits tax have a potential impact on inflation? Yeah, it would, stupid. Because when companies have to pay more money, they raise the prices, inflating the costs. You moron. This is what happens when Democrats get elected. The problem that I have, she's their most popular one. It certainly isn't this, dimwit. Trump has indicated that he plans to announce the 2024 run in the next month or so. What impact does that have on the midterms? Do I ever even mention his name when I even waste my time talking about him? What I will say is, and I'll say this and I've said it again and again, Democrats have absolutely no intention of losing the House. And wrong. I th- well, I think she's right, Squirrel, and I'll tell you why. Voter fraud. So Nancy Pelosi... Inside trading extraordinaire. A better return than Warren Buffett, by far. It's not even close, especially when you talk about the little nuance, very complex trades she does by executing calls and puts and multi-million dollar option plays. This is the best brain of all. And she's the most successful, the best representation of a Democrat. Yet, she's not popular. However, she is powerful. And the reason is, she knows they're not going to lose Jack. November and the Senate, too. Uh, we are mobilized. We are fortified. We have great candidates. And we have a great... Our country is at risk. Our democracy is at risk. But what we are campaigning on are the kitchen table issues that affect America's working families. So they know the difference between a Democratic and Republican administration. See, and this is my broader point. They don't get nervous when the, the, the consumer price index is up. No big deal. We know what we're going to do. We know what we're going to do. 14 states are offering stimulus payments as an answer to high gas prices and soaring inflation. As some economists warn, stimulus payments are what artificially propped up the nah, economy. No, 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 don't worry. You could buy these welfare roaches with just a little more something, a little more rent, a little more walking around money, some more food. That's the secret sauce. So Pelosi knows these are the kitchen table issues that will break the backs of those people who are demoralized by what would be considered failure unless it was the objective of the government to throw everybody onto welfare. That's the system. That's the play. That's why I think Pelosi's right. On top of uh, uh, Congress, on top of which, on top of which our democracy is at stake. I don't speculate on who's running in 2024, even if it's the former occasional occupant of the White House. I think she means I think she means Obama. Oh, no, no, she must mean Trump, right? She could mean Obama. 
because the failures of the Democrats go way back to Obama. Those policies that were told that they were going to bring you savings and satisfaction in utopia, those are the very policies the Democrats fight to keep now. And I'm going to go back to one. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go back to one because I remember the sales pitch. And then I remember thinking, well, Americans will be sick of paying these high gas prices. They'll be sick of paying these inflated costs. Won't they? Won't they just be sick of it? Won't they recognize there's no such thing as a Democrat party? It is an organized crime syndicate of money laundering schemes of a variety of different angles. And they're going to recognize this, right? But listen to what the Democrats are running on. They're running on keeping their very failures. Remember this one? A system where we're going to work with your employers to lower your premiums by up to $2,500 per family per year. We will start by reducing premiums by as much as $2,500 per family. Here's what changes saying to people who already have health insurance and the employers who are providing it will work to lower your premiums by up to $2,500 per family per year. I love those talking points. A health care plan that would save the average family $2,500 on their premiums. Now that's how they passed this swindle. Now the average premium for a family of four is $2,400. So forget about saving $2,500 a year. Now you pay $2,500 a year and these welfare roaches are going to fight to keep it in place. So everybody out there who's saying there's going to be a big red wave. No, 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 no. They've got it covered. And all they got to do to hold at least 14 of the Democrat strongholds, they got the recipe for that, too. 14 states are offering stimulus payments as an answer to high gas prices and soaring inflation. As some economists warn, stimulus payments are what artificially propped up the economy, leading to those rising costs. That's all right, honey. They don't care about that. And do they care about what the Federal Reserve is doing as they hang on every word? of Jerome Powell's answer, rather than recognizing he should be ripped out of that chair and thrown out of that position, if not prison, for what the financial calamity he did to this country. The United States Congress, in addition to its regular budget, has spent $7 trillion. I'm not saying all of it was, was unnecessary. On top of that, the Fed's increased its balance sheet from $1.5 trillion to $9 trillion. Nine trillion dollars. I know you're cutting it back, but we've injected all of this money into the economy. And then people go, well, we have inflation. Duh. Give me some help here. Tell me what we can do. um, I'm really focused on what we can do, uh, which is shrink our balance sheet and raise interest rates and, and get supply and demand back. By doing that, they enrich the corrupt bankster cartel money bundler scum that created the very problem they're fleeing the building like elvis after the concert they're out of here and they're taking massive amounts of money with them and this is being sold as a win this is how you know you're real sure there's going to be a big red wave and then don't forget there's also the safety net of just shut the countdown we need three four hours steal an election so now they got to steal a few so maybe they'll shut it down for seven, eight hours. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
Ivana Trump, rest in peace. 73, dead in her apartment. Yet we got a bunch of 80-year-olds meandering around Washington, D.C., stinking up the place with their dust of skin flying off. Fossils, not to mention they're ruining my country. Now, the most important, the year-over-year numbers. 11.3 on year-over-year headline. That's only two-tenths below 11.5. That was the March high watermark. That's a leading indicator. When the costs to the producers goes up, obviously the cost to the consumer will go up. The snake eats its tail in cannibal economics practiced by illiterate profiteering mafia Democrats. George, Libertyville. Sean, how you doing, my man? Good. How are you? Good. I was listening to an interview with Stephen Moore today. All right. And, you know, he's obviously livid. He said, not including the idiots at the Fed, if you looked at every one of Biden's cabinet members, he goes, I don't think there's one that have ever had a job outside of being a public official. He said, for example, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg said he's, his qualification for being transportation secretary is that he asked his husband to marry him in an <laughs> airport. It's fracking awesome, man. It's the same Dude, qualification that Kamala Harris has. Oh, but it is. She can get a we, golf ball to herself 100 yards away. That's the real qualification, brother. It reminds you, do you know anybody named Samantha Vanagrad? Do you know that name? No, no, don't worry. Anybody, nobody does. She's a big shot in this government. She's about a 32-year-old sorority sister. And she's big in the HHS, Health and Human Services. What are they involved in? Well, they've got the Information Bureau. You ever hear of them? Well, yeah, all of that I noticed is, is, is in the passive uh, the passive voice. My, my question is, whose idea was it to set up the – you use the word working group, but I noticed that that's not at all what the memo says. It doesn't call it a working group. The directive that Mr. Mayorkas eventually signed off on does not make this board a working group. It had managerial authority. It had directive authority. All of that's in these documents. So let's please not go back to those tired and now disproven talking points. Come on, so Samantha. Let me come back to my question. Whose idea was it to establish the board? Was it yours? Uh, Senator, without going into internal deliberations of the Department of Homeland Security, there were a series of discussions oh, among uh, persons. I'm not going to go into the internal deliberations of the department. The, uh, Why not? You're under oath. I am under oath, sir. Um, that said, these are internal deliberations at the department. As um, as you know, sir, the charter was signed by the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah, I only know that, by the way, because of the whistleblower documents. We would not know that otherwise. Senator, the charter was signed by the Secretary of Homeland Security. The and they're running cover. Homeland Security comes up with the truth minister that will finance and censor Americans that don't bend knee to the lies coming out of the pathological liars called the Democrat Mafia. This is how you protect the system. So do you think they give a rip about consumer price index or producer price index or your cost of gas? They don't give a rip. This is the goal because so many people are unaware of the thousands upon thousands, if not millions, of bureaucrats that are not exposed to any kind of inflation, any kind of financial problem, because they pay for their life by your money, by taking your money. This is some 30-something-year-old bureaucrat who has the audacity to sit up there as they, commit, as, they, as they 
are producing a propaganda wing of our government strictly to censor American citizens who are questioning the government. This is a senator, and she's not answering them. You think she gives a rip what anybody else thinks? It's preposterous to me. Charter included, uh, excuse me, the working group included representation. Does the charter call it a working group since you bring up the charter? Um, this was a working group, sir. This does the charter call it a working group? Uh, I don't recall the term. No, the answer is it does not. How many other Marxists, how many other communists and fascists and socialists and government oligarchs sit on the commission, the committee, the bureau? You realize who created this, right? George W. Bush. That's why we got to get ri- we got to get back to the old Republicans. Isn't that what uh, Biden said the other day? Mike and Elmhurst. I'm sorry. I can't help you out. Have, uh, I can't help you. I'm sorry. No problem. I didn't think I needed help. Let's go to Mike on the south side. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hey, Sean. How are you, buddy? Thank you for taking my call. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Thank you. We are. Very uh, well. Thank you. Two, two very, oh, oh, cool. Thanks. Two very brief points. I agree with you about the uh, upcoming um, midterms. Uh, I hear a lot of chatter on the radio about, you know, red wave. And I say, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. No. And the second thing is, I'm not sure I want the Republicans to take over Congress. I like that. I don't want the media to. I don't want the media to turn around and then blame Republicans over the following two years for anything that goes wrong in the government. Let's save it for. I say let's save it all for 2024. Michael, that clip I played of Barack Obama was before Obamacare passed. Right after it passed, the Republican scoundrels and gypsies and frauds used its passing as a fundraiser, as a movement to self-enrich them, to put themselves in self-enriching places and change absolutely nothing about Obamacare. Now we pay $2,500 a month, and they still are running against pulling it out. So to your point, I don't even want the old lady face Mitch McConnell Republicans even trying to help me. I'd rather face the enemy of freedom, the enemy of liberty, the political whores, of the Democrat mafia. At least they're honest enough to tell me they're my enemy. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Very, very frustrating to deal with uh, something that everyone knew was coming. If people allowed the Democrats to seize power. Everybody knew what would happen. And now we all have to live through it and we all have to deal with the ramifications. And, you know, it's even aggravating and and upsetting when you see strangers do it and when you see them come to cars and bang on windows and interrupt people at gas stations like Mike in Elmhurst. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Hey, Sean, what's up, brother? It's your uh, most favorite slayer of Taliban back on the show again. Thank nice. You. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank I, you. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I completely lost my train of thought because I'm getting gas, you know, paying uh, way too much for, you know, to fill yeah. up my, my SUV here. And this lady's banging on my window wearing two gold chains, a gold watch, a gold bracelet, and probably a fake Prada purse. And she's asked, telling me she's coming from California and she lost her debit card and she needs some help. And I was, I wanted to tell her, you know, it looks like Home you got of plenty the most of money. Hang creative in. bums with the best shoes oh, yeah. on. How about the shoes of the bum of Illinois? That's the first thing I tell people. Look, look down at the shoes. 
They've all got designer shoes on, clean as a whistle, new backpacks, and they're standing on the median, which yep. is why, Mike. Yep. Don't tell management, but before I got the job, I used to take their backpack and drive a few miles, throw it out of the window, just to see them work for a little bit during the day. Lazy uh, bastards. Hey, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame you, but uh, hey, I, I did want to say what I was thinking of. Obviously, we're all being lied to. We're all being duped here, and when you look around, there's so much negativity going on. Everybody's focusing on all this negative BS, but I just want to tell you uh, about some positive stuff going on in the veteran community. If you could give me 20 seconds, oh, I want Mike. you and your listeners on, to hear yeah. me out about the White Heart Foundation. All right, I'm going to say that one more time. The White Heart Foundation. If you check them out online, they've given me a, a fantastic opportunity to be a volunteer and a mentor with taking combat veterans out into the wilderness to do ecotherapy to help with mental health and bringing uh, suicide awareness. Uh, everybody and letting you know giving helping people uh have the opportunity to actually give back to their veterans so if you could just give a shout out to your listeners let them know mike that, i'm gonna you know, i'm me, gonna tell you what mike i want you to stay on the line i want bunny to get your number and i want you to stay in contact with me this is something that is majorly important i'm born in 1967 and uh, my godfather was a veteran in vietnam and i watched this wonderful human being who was a true patriot, suffer for years and years and years, not just because he had to live with certain things that were against his character, but he had realized throughout the time that he was lied to by a government he swore loyalty to. And that's a very hard thing. However, the good news is, Mike, he lived a very wonderful, successful, long life, and it was due to organizations and veterans that got together and helped him. So, Mike, you stay on the line, and the best news of all is that you're back and that you're safe. So do not focus on what happened and who lied to you. You don't have to because you did the right thing for the right reason. That's what the United States military is. The best and the bravest controlled by the most corrupt cowards. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate hey. your call. Oh, did I hang did I, I wanted him to go to Bunny. Bunny, pick him up. All right, thank you. Carlos Hoffman Estates. Listen, Shawnee, first and foremost, thank you to Mike and all the veterans out there. Man, I appreciate them so much. But check this out. I, I really feel like you should let these, these weirdo liberals and Tom from Deer Park, you need to give them more time on the show. I love when you rip into them. They're so silly, man. I need I, to laugh. I, I understand that perspective, but I want, I, want to, I want to pose this to you. At this stage of our country in the year 2022, the philosophies that are being spewed by the opposition to Americanism, and I mean this includes a lot of Republicans, is something, Carlos, that when I think about talking to Mike and you think about what they did in Afghanistan, you think about what they did in Iraq, you think about what they did all the way to Vietnam, you think about what we're dealing with, and then you think about their biggest weapon that supposedly is going to sweep them into victory, their, their right to murder their own children and not be charged with a crime. These are not people that I can deal with. And Are we going to talk about the nuances of capitalism and propertyism versus uh, fascist? Uh, government control of the economy. We can't reason on the most basic principle of a baby's importance to society on a multitude of level levels. So now we're going to talk about what's best for policing. They know the answer, brother. They like the corrupt mm -hmm. sewer of failure. I can't tolerate them. You're going to need. I, I wish I could, brother. I really do. Believe me, a lot of people in my family wish I do. I don't talk to family members that I'm blood related to. Get away from me, you piece of garbage. I will not tolerate. Oh. Well, how you, they've destroyed my country and then refuse to acknowledge it. That's, that's where I draw the right. line. What do you think of that? 
Well, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about talking to him. I just want to laugh at him. You know what I mean? Oh, you can laugh at him because they laugh at themselves. You know why Tom from Deer Park calls every time? How many times do you ever hear somebody? I I I forbid him. Don't listen. Don't call. He calls all the time. He listens every time, because he knows what he did. Tom from Deer Park is smart enough to know what he advocated for, and now he wants to have right. that ignorant arrogance that all of these losers walk around with. They're awful arrogant, and they're wallowing in their ignorance. And they have to have that because otherwise, if they were to, to, to look at what they've done to the country just since, since supporting this piece of garbage political whore, Joe Biden, they couldn't brush their teeth in the morning. So I'm not going to give him, I'm not going to let him feel good by spewing his nonsense. I read what he has to say. Yesterday, he said Joe Biden won and Trump with January. With, uh, January He's a jackass. As if that was an insurrection and the rest of it. I'm not going to help them promote their lies because the big lie is Joe Biden. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew it, brother. In fact, I remember during the uh, cycle. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And, Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. Vice President Biden, you may respond. And then I do want to follow up on the election security. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever. Now, we now know that there is absolute proof. We knew then, and anybody knew there's no way some two-bit whore making 175 grand a year now, back when he won the Senate seat, he was making 65,000 living in a DuPont mansion. You have to be an absolute fracking moron to not know what Joe Biden is, was, and will be until they screw him into the ground. So the idea that this is just some Democrat, which is what Tom wanted me to believe. He's just a normal Democrat. No, I I don't think he is. I think he's a corrupt piece of dung who should have never been in that office. And now that he is, it explains a lot of the policies to the enemies. It explains why I have to feel terrible. For Mike and his friends that went and fought a war he should have never been in. Never. Neither of his friends. We are lied to for 20 fracking years about Afghanistan. 20 years. Now who's in control? Who's getting American money? In the forms of what? Charity or sustenance or God knows what? What money laundering scheme is the Taliban now getting from the American taxpayer? Ironically, Mike and his friends. Now they're getting his money after they tried to kill him. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, but the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the... No, you saw them get crushed into tires. If this country had any standards at all, this wrinkled-ass old con artist would be dragged out by a starch collar. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All gave some. Some gave all. Some stood through for. 
That's why I'm upset right there. All the nonsense in my... Afghanistan, controlled now by the Taliban. They're pretending to be a government. The torture and abuse to their own people and American citizens trapped behind the lines. The death and destruction and money wasted absolutely. And then there's the bribery payoff to China once again. Who owns all of the mineral rights in Afghanistan? Ding, 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 ding. The Chinese communists that bribed the Biden crime family. I'm sorry, that's enough. Ukraine, $64 billion to a government that was killing its own citizens as the Azov Nazi military wing was torturing Russian Jews and people who spoke Russian. They were burning them alive. Now they get money. What's the, what happens? Three times as many lobbyists. So this weekend, party like a Ukrainian lobbyist was taking you out. Because the other thing is, there's a problem you got with Russia. You got a bit, a bit of a problem. Under Bush, Russia invaded Georgia. Under Obama, Russia took Crimea. Under Biden, Russia invaded Ukraine. I stand as the only president of the 21st century on whose watch Russia did not invade another country. Another reason they had to get him out of there, because there's big military industrial complex money and all of our little pretend admirals and the rest of it. They all have a revolving door in and out of big uh, the military industrial complex and the weapons are so Lloyd Austin. He's got to be like broker of the year for weapons. And now he's making decisions to buy more weapons and give them to the Ukrainians. That's going to irritate the Russians. Now everyone talks about Russia like, uh, oh, they're beat, they're bankrupt. Forget about the fact they're making more money than they ever did. Also another good reason why the, the Russian mayor of Moscow gave Hunter $3.5 million. But back in the 60s, do you remember the Cold War? Anybody remember the Cold War? You know, we dropped a bomb on Hiroshima in World War II, and that's why all of a sudden we had the superpower, because we actually had the nuclear weapon, and we dropped it on Hiroshima. You could argue that they were losing the war and they were going to surrender anyway, but that's beside the point. We wanted to show everybody we had it. Russia wanted to show people they had even a bigger one. In 1961, the Soviet Union dropped the largest nuclear bomb ever tested. The Tsar was 3,500 times more powerful than Hiroshima. Now, while there were no casualties from... I want you to think about that. 3,500 times more powerful than Hiroshima. This test, there were shattered windows 480 miles away from the explosion. That's the same distance from New York City to Cleveland, Ohio. The explosion sent a seismic wave that circled the globe three times and created a mushroom cloud that was 42 miles high and 59 miles wide. So why doesn't somebody show that uh, chick like she's dressed from Apple? with her mock turtleneck on, who wanted to tell you when you get hit with the nuclear bomb in New York to go in your house and dust off. Dust off. You'll be shaking hands with George Bush. And that's how you know you got problems. Uh, Peter, West Chicago. Yes. Um, you, when you played that uh, statement that Biden made that said he never received money from a foreign government, uh-huh. it's it's a truth. It's not the truth. His <laughs> yeah, pl- son gave him money. He received anything directly. Peter, now you're in West Chicago. I remember, didn't you guys have a, 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 a park out there with a roller coaster? Why do I remember that when I was a kid? Didn't you guys have old Chicago? 
There wasn't there a, a carnival out there, but in the real Chicago, that scam that you just talked about, it's called a bagman. It's called a front. It's called a money laundering scheme. And that's what the mafia perfected. Joe Biden is just a part of that mafia, and we could pretend, you know, his, his kid did it in between crack and whore sessions. But nonetheless, you and I both know, and now everybody does, exactly what kind of piece of dung you have in the office. Thank you very much, Peter. And that's why I don't take the calls of any moron that did not know this. You had to willfully ignore what the Democrat mafia is. They're like it in Chicago. They're like it in Stone Park, in North Lake, in California, in New Jersey, in New York, in Cicero. It's all the same. The players and the numbers are different. That's it. Frank and Aurora. Frederick? Frederick. Sorry, did I say Frank? Hello. Yes, hi, Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. Hey, Sean, I didn't want to change the subject or nothing, but I have a movie that kind of mimics what we're going through right now. Demolition Man. Okay, do I get to be the guy that lives in the sewer eating the rat burgers and smoking cigarettes? Exactly. That's Uh, us. Because upstairs, Joe Biden is playing the evil cocktail. Well, Frederick, then you're going to drive as we rob the only existing restaurant, Taco Bell. Come on, Frederick, you can't get a movie by me. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. What's up, Otherwise, a.k.a. the slugger. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. What do you got? Yeah, well, I was always wondering about these. I was always wondering about these politicians. How they all get in there? They don't have any money to this and that and everything. But they all retire, get out, millionaires or billionaires, and all this kind of thing. And where the heck this money? And I think it's exactly right what you're talking about. They figure out all these ways to be getting all this money from uh, these other governments or whatever. The all best, under, but the why? Best. The heck well, they're going to get away with it because they're the ones who put all these bureaucrats in. That's the point of your question. But, Craig, you live near the best example. That scumbag with the Viagra in his pocket, the $30 whores on Rush Street for years, Ed Burke. And when he gets caught, this son of a gun isn't even going to trial till after his wake. They're not even going to bring him to trial for a year from November. It's beautiful, baby. He's been living like Don Corleone. He still has the drivers. He doesn't even pay for them. You do. They're Chicago policemen. All got the pension and the donut and coffee stains. I'm Fatso's. It's a great scam. We'll be back after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's more than a few years ago that I... Uh, saw our next guest, one of his articles in the Journal for Austrian Economics. Turns out I stumbled onto him, and now I get to interview him. He is a fellow at the Mises Institute, a retired professor of economics at Frostburg State University. He's published numerous, numerous articles and uh, papers in everything from the free market to the Journal of Austrian Economics, and about 30 in the middle. His name is William Anderson, and he's written a new one. 
Turns out the elites like the administrative state better than democracy. Well, there's uh, dividends, I believe, in the administrative state. William, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, fine. How are you doing? Very good, although I get frustrated because I never like being a pigeon. I remember being a young kid, and I realized uh, I was partaking in a, in a rigged poker game, and I've been very frustrated ever since. I don't like the uh, idea of being made a sucker, yet here we are in 2022, and we're all suckers. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're here yeah, where, where they're rigging the institutions um, one by one. Yeah, exactly. Here's my problem, William. Why are there no actual repercussions that benefit the American taxpayer in each and every one of these scandalous policies and ridiculous you know the results of having these these corrupt people in office we just keep paying and they keep getting richer oh yeah well you know one of the things to keep in mind is that you know while we of course we don't like politicians and we really don't i mean that's absolutely the um but what we have, and this is one of the things I point out in this article you know, that I recently spoke, is that so much of our governance today involves, you know, being governed by the bureaucracy itself. That this is a process that really began back in the 1930s during the New Deal, where Congress started pa- uh, handing over a lot of its powers to the administrative, uh, to the executive branch, and then to these different administrations. The idea behind it was, and this was a progressive's idea all the way from the you know, turn of the century, was that we really need to be governed by experts. That Fabians. politicians don't. Yeah, exactly. And we need these. We need these experts because they know everything, and so. Uh, Instead of dealing with democracy, which of course is very, very messy, it takes time. You have to, you have to do compromise and all that. Instead, let these guys, these people, have all this power. And uh, of course, one of them was with the federal creating the Federal Reserve System. Uh, we see how well that's turned out. Uh, and we have, of course, our health bureaucracies. Uh, we look at uh, the Center for Disease Control, which became utterly politicized. You know that we really have seen this over the last three, four decades. But with the COVID situation, became really uh, you know just out of control. And uh, the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, that you, you want to know one reason why gas prices are high? Well, we have uh, our refineries. Uh, you know, we're running at near capacity. We haven't built a new refinery in this country since Gerald Ford was president. Yeah, and and and, and this, again, that comes from the EPA. And you know what else is funny is that they're they're. I think that they rely on a certain ignorance of the American public. And as I listen oh, yeah. to Jerome Paul speak. And I realize that he's not only telling us a lie that there is a solution and he has it. He's enriching the <laughs> banks. He's enriching the banksters. He's enriching his friends that have perpetrated this financial crime on the American people. Lo, these many 16 years or 14 years. But what else he's doing is that he's he's selling people the notion that what we need to fix things is for a vast majority of the country to go bankrupt 
and massively inflate the cost of their debt service. This is something that is beyond diabolical, and no one points out that in the 1981 high inflation years, the Fed Reserve rate was 16.3. If the answer was high interest rates, why wasn't it better then? It's strictly about sending people into bankruptcy so they cannot consume, and that's their idea of balance. Am I wrong? Well, I think that, yeah, here's the thing. They're going to take care of their friends. You know, that, um, you know, you end up, you know, with with these schemes and, um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think all of them turn out, you know, exactly as planned. But what happens, you know, who do you take care of? And what we've seen, for example, with, uh, um, you know, yes, and it's always the banks, because after all, we've got a we have a fractional reserve system. And what happens if the banks start uh, becoming insolvent? And you get runs on the bank, right? And people line up. They want their money. They, it's like we had back in the early 1930s. So they will do everything possible to try to prevent bank runs. And, um, you know, we saw that during COVID. So what did they do? Well, they just basically printed the money and gave it out. Let's make sure that all those loans get paid and everything else that we can't have, you know, uh, that uh, we got to make sure everybody gets the money so we don't have bank runs. And so you end up, of course, just with this crazy inflation that we have. Uh, and by the way, despite what uh, Joe Biden is telling us and, and his court economists like uh, Paul Krugman, this is not transitory inflation. No. This is a situation that's going to be with us for a while. This is the beginning. We're just starting to get to know each other. This is the early stages of dating. By the time the honeymoon comes around, it's going to look a lot worse. And what I, um, what I really bothers me is that the greatest policy, not just for the American citizens, but the greatest policy for peace is a strong economy by a country whose currency the world bases theirs on. And what we're inviting, yeah. what we're inviting here is absolute and total turmoil and chaos as enemies of the yeah. idea of freedom and, and, and citizen sovereignty are looking for yeah. an opportunity to destroy mm-hmm. it. Yeah, here's something else to think about, and that is that oil prices uh, around the world, I mean, oil, oil sales and all that are done in dollars. In other words, that's one of the reasons why we, the United States has, has gotten away with some of the reckless uh, policies uh, because that, well, the you know essentially the world currency is a dollar. Well, what happens when uh, we get so reckless? So our, no, I say we, you know, are the authorities and oh, yeah, people us, They get so they get so reckless that they finally give up, and now it starts getting denominated in some other currency. Folks, I will tell you that you think you've seen prices go up. Now this would be like the the financial crisis in, in Asia in uh, the late 1990s where people found, you know, the value of their money going down by half within just a few days. Uh, and you this know, could get really bad. And the other thing that I like, you know, I negotiate for a living. I, I, I'm always negotiating. And the way that you do it successfully is that you try to think about what the person your opposition is, what they're thinking. And if you look at what yeah. America has done to the dollar. I cannot justify why any other country would partake in the scandal unless, of course, they're in on it. And we've tried to accomplish that with the IMF bank system. We've tried to accomplish that with foreign policy where we bribe people to pretend to be allies. But the reality is 
at this point, we're losing the currency, the ideological currency Cold War. And we're losing it because our politicians made a tremendously miscalculated wrong move in the massive inflating of the, of the, of the, the currency over the last 15 years specifically. And that if you yeah. were looking objectively, you'd rather be involved in, a, in another currency, be it the ruble or the yuan or whatever. It, it doesn't matter because we seem to be the most scandalous to me. Yeah. Oh, I, and, and yeah, I think you know, to make it worse, that what you've got now, and it's, it, this problem I think is really you know, something we have to understand, is that with all of this so-called governance by experts, we also have this global leap. And you know, I'm not talking about some kind of shadow conspiracy theory. I'm talking about it's right out front. You know, it's World a Davos crowd. Yeah, I mean, look what look what they did to Sri Lanka. People don't understand what's happened there. Well, I'll tell you what's happened. They decided we're going to we're going to have a nice little experiment here. We're going to make Sri Lanka a green country, and they had a ninety eight percent ESG rating, which is even higher than Sweden. And you know, farmers couldn't use fertilizer, so now you're having food riots. And uh, you know, it, it, it's just mind-boggling the the ignorance that these folks have and here's the thing but their view is hey we're smart we're the elites we're the davos crowd we know everything um and you know and, and you've got the you know new york times out there with uh you know basically serving as their amen corner and uh, you know and it's and so what happens is they screw stuff up people get I mean, real people will get hurt. Real people die. Not them, but right. people who have no power over this. And and then every once in a while, folks get, they riot. They get very upset. And then, you know, the elites are like, what's this all about? Gee, you know, or you end up with, you know, with our, you know, just put it this way, our most you, in order to find out about Sri Lanka, you're not going to find out by reading the New York Times or the Chicago Tribune no. or any of these you know, mainstream papers or watching the evening news. You've got to read about it in India. You know, it I, don't, I don't mean the alternative press, but I mean just even uh, like Barry Weiss. I mean, Barry Weiss is, I, you know, I subscribe to her. Um, page mm -hmm. and you know she's hardly a conspiracy theorist she's you know she's she's what you would call the you know, old line political liberal the kind that you love to sit around with and you know toss stuff back and forth but yeah. uh that's where you know you have to go to this alternative stuff because the mainstream people they just pretend this doesn't exist and in their minds if they can say that it doesn't exist why then it doesn't exist does explain why Barack Obama lifted the anti-propaganda law for the American citizens in 2012, though. It seems like that was a good move, because now all you have are a bunch of willful, ignorant American citizens chanting for their own destruction. But, William, I like the fact that you're at Von Mises. I've been reading you for years. And uh, are, there enough well, people, are there enough people alive that remember why we shouldn't? partake in government well, control? I mean, are there enough people that remember the Soviet Union? Are there, are there enough people that are aware of Venezuela? Are there enough people that are smart enough to figure out stop giving control to the government? You know, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, one thing, I think here's the thing to remember. Now, I think the average person out there figures it out pretty well. And uh, But what you have 
Um, the, the ones that are really leading us down, you know, are people, frankly, with, you know, kind of like my background, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the higher the levels of education, I think the crazier they are. Uh, That's why I love having you on because you know why I I have kids in college. Our listeners have kids in college. They have grandkids going to college. At least I know that there are still a couple of professors because that's really what you are. You were a professor, and uh, you now Mm -hmm. you're retired, right? Yeah, I am. I still actually I do teaching. uh, Believe it or not, uh, students in China. Um, And uh, (laughs) you might have a better shot getting the communists rejected. Yeah. uh, Well, it's. It's, I, I think it's an interesting point because there are actually, let's just say in a class, now when I teach in China, there are things that, you know, if you say they're going to go ballistic about. So you, you kind of avoid, you know, you don't, uh, you, there are some things you, you avoid doing. But yeah. to a certain extent, I'll be honest, I actually in some ways feel more free, you know, talking to the students in China about things than I do even you know, with American students, you know, American students are encouraged to rat on their professors. You know, if they ever say anything, <laughs> think that, about that. You know, it's, it's the least bit, it's the least bit that could be offensive. And I mean, sometimes you really have to twist it hard to find the offensive statement in there, but they will find it. And, uh, and it gets worse as you go up the more elite ladder. Flossburg students were, they were, they understood stuff. They, they, a lot of them came from working backgrounds. We had a fair number that were first generation. We were not an elite school, and uh, and that was fine with me because yeah. you know the the more elite they get, uh, the more self important and uh, ignorance and the arrogance. More like, oh gosh, and what a mixture! Oh yeah. my goodness! It reminds me of the 19th century Fabians. You know, I started saying that when I first got involved in oh, radio. Yeah. And guys would look at me like, what, are you, what the hell are you talking about? That's the greatest threat to uh, a civil liberty that there is. These, these intellectual tyrants who believe themselves qualified to, to, to mitigate, or for lack of a better word, or to dole out freedom. It's a terrible situation. It's never worked. Yet here we are in 2022, a country that was founded on the exact opposite, and we're going to see how it goes. I think it's a disaster. But the good news is, yeah. at least now I know somebody in China, when uh, I'm on the run from the NSA, you say I'm one of your uh, teaching aides. Will you please? <laughs> Sounds good to me, yeah. He is William. Thank you so much for coming on the show. William Anderson, I so appreciate you. You can find him at Mises.org. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. You take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice, little Whitney Houston. She wasn't a sis. I still don't know what a sis is. Can you do some research for To watch the parallel universe of the Democrat Party, to watch them as they pretend to be whiz- winning, so far behind there's no one near them. They are making losing and failure normal and acceptable because they subsidize it. That's just what they do. But to see uh, Newsom shoot a video as if he was winning, what you have done to arguably the best state in the world, in the country, by far, 
most, not just beautiful because of its logistics, but most rich because of the minerals and what it produces. And you've turned it into a prison that people are fleeing. And you pretend that you're going to win the presidency. And the question is, are there enough stupid and corrupt people? And then you look to what's already sitting there. Well, maybe I can ask you to give you a preview of what to expect on that, exactly on, on the normalization between Israel and, and Saudi Arabia. Well, that's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. But increasing so? the relationship in terms of accepting... Hey, you think it's going to take a long time to uh, have peace in the Middle East? You, th you think? You think? You think it'll take a long time? And uh, then you realize exactly the kind of... Yeah, do you guys ride bikes? Well, they have some that have this thing you put your... So if you're dumb enough to put that idiot in office, why not put the guy who looks like a Hollywood actor with the slick back hair and the whole nine yards? Why not put him in office? I mean, so what? The gas is $8, $9 a gallon. Democrats don't mind. They like that idea because now they can justify their other scam, which they all apparently profit from. And I, I, I don't just mean the Secretary of Energy. They seem to not mind the failure and have the audacity to insult states where people are fleeing too. That's the joke of it. And families are uprooting from the Pacific coast to go almost 3,000 miles in search of a better life. That's telling you something. Yes, we've created a, a citadel of freedom here that has attracted people, and we're proud of it. But let's a citadel of freedom that has attracted people. He didn't just mean citadel because they moved to, to Florida. It is, it is a different climate that I want to have my fellow Illinoisan understand and experience. And this is just Florida. There are 27 states now suing the Biden administration. I think this next election will be riddled in scandal because the confidence that Nancy Pelosi shows, the ignorance and arrogance that the vice president shows, I tend to think something's up with what's going to be in the election. There is no question that we still have work to do. But it is important to note that these numbers do not fully reflect the recent drop in gas prices. Average national gas prices have fallen every day for nearly 30 days. <laughs> President Joe Biden and I are always fighting to make sure that working families can get ahead and stay ahead. When you're so used to losing, 40 cents seems like an accomplishment the morons that are Democrats, the corrupt predators on the morons, they don't mind this. They don't know that the barrel of oil had risen in price 300% before uh, Joe Biden decided to pay off the Ukrainian oligarch government. They don't know that. They don't care. They just listen to the excuse and they buy it because they're Democrats. After all, they put this imbecile in office. And they sit idly by the whole time pretending to be liberal the whole time to be demanding freedoms when they want to kill their babies. Uh, this is something that is core to who we are. It's about freedom. It's about health care. It's about respect for women. And that is something that the president is uh, wedded to. And there she is, a Catholic who got the uh, Eucharist from the Pope, communist that he is. And you've normalized this kind of fascism under the flag of a Democrat Party, the whole time operating exactly like a mafia or a Soviet throwback dictatorship as they are backdoor implementing 
truth agencies to censor free speech as we question not just the economic scheme or the foreign policy scheme, but the tyranny we've all lived through the, through the last two and a half years of having our lives seized in a virus that they created, forcing us to take vaccines that they profit from. And now we have the normalization of censorship. Ms. Jankowitz, Nina Jankowitz, she was appointed to run this disinformation board. How was she chosen? Uh, Ms. Jankowitz was chosen consistent with practices for the hiring and vetting of political appointees. Walk me through that process. Who was involved? Um, I don't know the full scope of that process. You weren't involved in it? I was involved in one piece of that process. What was the piece that you were involved in? I spoke with Ms. Jankowitz. At what point? Um, as, uh, as part of the standard process for political appointees, I spoke with Ms. Jankowitz. What time frame would this have been? Uh, this would have been, um, sir, I don't want to give you an incorrect answer. On okay, give me a, just a frame. Um, early 2021. Okay, January. I don't recall the exact date, sir. I can um, get back to you on that. Okay, January, February time period, perhaps. It's, that would be early. What I like about Holly is that this is how you're supposed to talk to these bureaucrats. You see, they answer to you. And when you catch them operating outside the parameter of government in a country based on citizens' freedom, this is how you address them. Because this pseudo-intellectual fraud, Fabian, scum, it sits in a position where she deemed herself and another dimwit the authorities of what information was. See, their enemy is information on every one of these slanderous topics. That each and every one of them, if this country had any sense of itself, would demand that they be removed from office. This is the position we're at. The secretary signed the charter, I believe, in February of, of 2021. Uh, when did the secretary sign off on Ms. Jankowitz being the head of the board? Um, Senator, I don't know that the secretary signed off on Ms. Jankowitz or not. As oh, really? I'm not, I'm so not the Homeland Security Secretary, as we sit in a country that has never been more dangerous, what has the Homeland Security Agency secured us from exactly? Our freedom? Fentanyl, murder, rape, mayhem, parabolic, since Homeland Security has been enacted and now has a budget in the what, hundreds of billions? See, maybe that we catch them abusing the principles of freedom, surveilling their own citizens, propagandizing the information, corrupting the information, protecting their corruption. Maybe we need to defund Homeland Security. Because I honestly don't know what the hell they do, except take away our freedoms. That's what they're securing us from. Not aware. He testified it was his decision. I believe the secretary testified that he was ultimately responsible for Ms. Jankowitz. I don't know. So it wasn't his decision? Senator, I just said I don't know the full scope of that. Did you recommend favorably Ms. Jankowitz to the secretary? After speaking with Ms. Jankowitz, I was impressed by her expertise during our conversation and noted uh, my recommendation um, to others in the department. Do you know why Senator Hawley is questioning the sorority rat today? Do you know why? They're going to fill the position again. Did you think that that position went away? You will have a bureaucracy, a bureau of truth in this country, country based on your freedom to question and interrogate your government officials in the same fashion Senator Hawley is. They're not supposed to dictate to you what the truth is or leverage companies, media companies, Internet companies, and the rest of it 
to tell their version of the lie. This is how you build an overthrow of Americanism and America itself. This is how you normalize the failure and corruption the Democrat mafia has been practicing for a hundred years. And I don't just mean the city of Chicago. So you recommended yes. I think that sounds like it's a yes. You recommended favorably. Did you, at the time that you spoke with her and recommended with her, were you aware of her long history of comments on Twitter and other platforms of disinformation, anti-free speech rhetoric, and so forth, which has since become, I think it's safe to say, infamous? So now when you get caught, you get caught putting a fascist fraud in a position of demagoguery, really. What, are you going to call this a job? You are going to give this fraud person the ability to take away licenses of television stations, to kick off people from their own free society. Now, what do you do when you get caught with absolute and total corruption in government? You do what a Chicago politician would do. I had no idea. I didn't know. And that's how you have aldermen go away every 60 days and it becomes a normal thing. Uh, Senator, I was aware of Ms. Jankowitz's expertise in the field of disinformation and was impressed by her expertise. Did you know about expertise in the field of disinformation? Is that a Freudian slip? Because nobody has spewed so much disinformation since the Soviet Union collapsed than the American government. Each and every situation that is strangling us. Tranquility, peaceful tranquility, harmony, liberty and justice for all. Come on. Are we still going to believe that when we see just a little look at who are the bureaucrats in charge of our government? Did you know about her, her many comments spreading disinformation about Russia, about the Trump administration, about conservatives? Secretary Mayor- are we against disinformation? I don't know. I don't think we are. And if you already have health care, then we're going to reduce costs uh, an average of $2,500 per family on premiums. We're going to work with your employer to lower the cost of your premiums by up to $2,500 a year. And we'll cut the cost of a typical family's health care by up to $2,500 per year. And it was almost immediately a failure, and yet a year and a half after it was passed. The bottom line is this. Under this law, the share of Americans with insurance is up, and the growth of health care costs is down. And that Just lie. At least... When the greatest liar in American political history, at least he could finish a sentence. At least he was a man. I constrained your foot so it doesn't slide off the pedal. When I was getting off the bike, it got stuck on the right side. Impeach 46. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. Yes, I still can't figure out the sis. But I've got uh, women, elected women. Of course, they're from Democrat sewer states. And they insist that not just women can get pregnant. It's very confusing. The goal of these right-wing extremists is clear. To control the bodies of women, girls and any person who can become pregnant. Squirrel, you seem to be a young man dealing with the social interactions of people today. Have you met anyone other than a woman that couldn't be pregnant? No, huh? All right. 
You're not looking. To be even more clear, the Dobbs decision means the government can now order people to stay pregnant on pain of criminal punishment. Many of us have been warning about this day for years as states have steadily chipped away at the right to abortion. Did you know this, Squirrel, that um, when you are, um, your kid comes to you and they fail a class, the government stands in the way of you killing that kid for disappointing your family name? Did you know that? They don't, like, they don't like when you murder your kid, whether they're six years old or 16 years old or 36. They frown upon it. And now, in the year 2022, we've just figured out you should probably frown upon it when it's not even born yet. It should be the same thing, but still a little confused on sis. Timothy in his garage, what is sis? Yeah, John, come on. You know what this is. You're just not putting two and two together. There's two below for the male. Pardon? Go ahead. Start again. I didn't hear you. Okay, sorry. There's... You're not putting two and two together. Right. There's two below. The male has two below, okay? All right. The, the woman has two above, okay? Those those two together like to get together and create babies. So a sis, as you remember, a sis, a sissy. A, a, a oh, kid I, don't think, that, I, don't think, I don't think that's what they refer it to. You know, but in, in yes, Timothy, yes, I've been it, confused since... Lori Lightfoot said she had a bigger one than the Italians. And I grew up in an Italian neighborhood. I think she's way wrong. Sis means straight? Why not just say straight? What? All right. Bob in Oak Lawn. What the hell is a sis? Yeah. Yeah, they're already they're already starting to set up this deal. Sorry. They're already starting to set up the new steel because they're already starting to pipe up this new variant. This new variant ain't nothing. From my understanding, it only affects vaccinated people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a virus of the vaccinated. I, I like that, Bob, because, you know, it would explain why they wanted it in so many arms. And it would also explain what the head of Spectre said, which I still find fascinating, that they allow this guy to pretend he's the head of anything. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. Young people. I think a cis is Klaus Schwab. A cis must be a European dictator who believes that he is the head of the world, bald, he has boobs, and he thinks he's spewing for the Fourth Reich. You are championing an open internet and a two trillion digital access plan to bring the world online. Jawohl, Herr Cis, Klaus Schwab. I figured it out. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. You know, you get one life. One. I like when people make it interesting, when they stretch the boundaries, when they take advantage and risks. My next guest is one of those people. 
He is not only a novelist and an artist, he is a financier, an industrialist, a venture capitalist. He's invested in banking and companies all around the world, from Argentina, Brazil, China, Costa Rica, to Sri Lanka. He's got a book out, but more importantly, I want to comment on some China issues going on. He's an expert in China. His name is John Coons, and uh, I'm very interested to talk to him. Thank you very much, John, for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean, thanks for having me. What's your, what's your favorite cigar, by the way? An Avo Nicaraguan. Special, okay. special Toro. I spent a lot of time I'll, I'll doing it. I'll just take any, any kind of good Cuban Robusto. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I admire your taste. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, you know, it's interesting. My best friend in life when we were kids is from Cuba. Oh. And the way that I, I developed so much of my political outlook is because he had such an amazing family. His parents were, you know, refugees from Cuba, for lack of a better word. And it's interesting as you're young and you see that, you're introduced to it, how it kind of takes control of so many of your life experiences. And as I look at your life, you did everything you wanted to do, and this is a fascinating perspective to have. So as, as you've been in these different countries that were shunned by America for a multitude of different reasons, one particular is very interesting to me, and that is because I believed it could have been a beacon of success had it not bended knee to a political ideology of servitude, and that is China. You're, you're absolutely correct. <clears throat> and it's interesting. You know, I wanted, I wanted so much for Hong Kong to be the wedge that broke the Chinese Communist Party. Instead, the Chinese Communist Party seems to break every obstacle. But, but listen, Sean, control. going way back, and it sounds like you, you've looked at the history, they were begging us to be friends before uh, uh, Stalin and, and, and his group got in there. They were begging us to be friends, and, and we could have done it, and we, we just, he, you know, he was hesitates, is, is either lost or is going to pay the price. So you're right, but it's it's unfortunately, I think that water's under the bridge, right? Yes, but uh, uh, through through government misappropriation, government corruption, I think, you know, hopefully in the future, when you and I are long gone, there'll be an opportunity. And I think there is one now because they're embroiled in a scandal themselves, and that is a real estate boondogger where they have swindled a vast majority of their people who started to make a little bit of money as they started to climb up in both the Chinese Communist Party and the small opportunities that Communist Party gave their people. And they are now witnessing a lockout from their money in their version of protectionism by shutting people away from their money. So I think there may be some opportunity in the future. But that is if America straightens its act out, which it doesn't seem to do. I'm curious to know what you think will happen with the Chinese real estate scandal. Well, I think you just put your finger on the one and only thing, Sean, that, that could foment a real revolution in China. And that is to separate the Chinese person uh, from money, from, from the money that they've earned through their hard-earned labor. These, those people, and don't, please don't misunderstand me. No, no, no. Uh, I, I love the Chinese. I have many, many friends there. I, I've got another feeling about the Chinese Communist Party, 100 million strong mafia organization. But the Chinese people work hard. They have business and making money in their blood, and 
the one thing you cannot do is once they have the ability to make that, it's another thing when they were back in the Cold War, but once they have seen the fruits of their labor, to separate them from those spoils is playing with fire. And that's the one thing that might tip over the apple cart. John, that's my optimism in humanity. I believe that every living being, human being, has that same attachment to liberty. All they need to do is be made aware of it and embrace the principles of the Enlightenment. I believe that is the absolute common denominator of humanity. It is the answer to all race issues and all nationality issues. I think this is something that I feel about the Russian people when they were controlled by the Soviet crime family. I feel the same about the Ukrainian people as they were being abused by the oligarch people. <laughs> and, and all of the places you've been around the world all have that. All we need to do is get the people to stand up for their own freedom and liberty. You could change the world. And why not have a change in China, where I think it has a better likelihood than a country that's willing to give away all of those freedoms because they never really had to fight for them? I think this is a big opportunity. Listen, I think you're right about humanity. I think you're right about the humanity in, in many, many nations. And I think you're right about the core of humanity and the Chinese people. However, the Chinese Communist Party, Sean, is the perfect. Has, has significant power and might behind yeah. their iron fist. And, and they, you know, Xi Jinping, a lot of people who haven't been to China don't understand this, but Xi Jinping is the modern-day version of China's Stop. emperor, okay? They're, the average Chinese person, if you really probe them, thinks that Xi Jinping's almost like a god, okay? Then they're willing to go along, along with it, excuse me, because so far it's worked out okay. But, but the emperor has legions and legions of armed forces, yeah. a lot of money, and... He controls all the banks, all the money. So it's a major yeah. challenge to overthrow that. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, your perspective after dealing with it. And there is a certain security that I see people can, can get. It's, it, it, it annoys me because it's not in my nature. And I've always loved the idea that no one is above the individual liberty, that he shouldn't be in a comfortable servitude. And I'm wondering... Um, in all your travels around the world, what is your take on what you see for the idea, the principles of Americanism that we don't even really subscribe to anymore here? When you see what's going on in Sri Lanka, you, you were in business in Sri Lanka. Are, yes, you, I was. are you shocked or is it something you expected? No, I'm not shocked at all. I can't tell you it was something I expected, but... Uh, <clears throat> There's a pattern of graft and corruption in, in the elites in Sri Lanka, which is widespread. And, and that, Sean, is a pattern that's not just akin in, to Sri Lanka, but it plagues you know, governments, especially developing world governments around the globe. And, it, and it's the one thing, as the United States looks to try and help other nations you know, you've, you've got to send people in on the ground floor, which we, we didn't do in, in Vietnam. We didn't do it in Afghanistan. You've got to send people in and, and smell out whether there's a chance or not of overthrowing 
the the graft and corruption. And in, and in Sri Lanka, I can tell you, it's it's legion. And there, you know, one thing now is, as you can see, nobody knows who's in charge. That's because there there really hasn't been a power base other than that family. So. <clears throat> Um, did I predict it? Absolutely not. Am I surprised? Absolutely no. You know, it's interesting. You're from you're from the Chicagoland area, correct? I was born in Lake Forest, but I'm not a wealthy person uh, by, by birth. My my parents were both professors at Lake Forest College, and I was born at Evanston Hospital, and uh, we lived in a dormitory room. So I think that we have an advantage when dealing with these world tyrants. We've seen what a political crime syndicate can do to a great area. And it's amazing as you're talking about Sri Lanka, as you're talking about China, as we talk about Cuba. This is the platform that American politics has followed rather than resisted. And I'm seeing similarities in our own country as these corrupt third world totalitarian countries. I'm curious to know your perspective. Do you see a correlation? Well, look, um, I'm not changing the subject. I'm going to answer your question, and it's a good one. But My book is about Bougainville, which is an island in the South Pacific. And what I'm doing in Bougainville and what is the the theme of this novel is is nation building. Now, Sean, nation building, as we, we both know, has gotten a very bad rap. But that's because the United States has misapplied it. One of my favorite books on the subject is The Ugly American, which is about the early days in Vietnam. And the authors of that book pointed out that we didn't get in on the ground and figure out the culture. We just blew in, talked to people at the top, and threw money at the problem. Okay, Mm -hmm. That's that's what's what's wrong with nation-building. Now, it's also, Sean, what's wrong with the American diplomatic approach. I mean, we, we have so much wealth and resources we think we can just throw money at problems around the world and you can't do that you know that if you're going to solve problems you got to get in on the ground floor you got to get to know people you got to get their trust and respect and then you have to wait till they tell you what their problems are and that's a rare phenomena when it takes place it's not like we can't do it because we're doing it in bougainville but it's hard and the u.s is a is 50 percent of the problem you know, it's interesting. I was looking at your, your bio, and being a venture capitalist, I remember when that wasn't a phrase. And I remembered as good businessmen, smart businessmen, took advantage of not the bastardization of capitalism, but of the practice of capitalism. And you saw how that is truly a foreign policy. That is a peace agreement because you are in you are sharing an interest, a vested interest in profitability in success. And it's the old Milton Friedman in the pencil thing. And I love that there were these guys in in America. I aspired to be one. I never, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just a generation too late. But it was fascinating to see how venture capitalism actually promoted peace and a f- sound foreign policy all around the world and the American government decided to to bastardize it and then try to practice it the whole time just the uh, building an oligarch system in this country and it's sickening so your book that you wrote is fascinating it's called um they call me ishmael and this is a novel that is fiction i'm more of a non-fiction guy but i'll tell you what i'm very interested in this book give me a little bit more of the premise of it 
Well, Sean, it is uh, fiction, but it's what they call a roman a clef. That this is my fourth novel, and and each uh, of my novels includes a protagonist named Jack Davis, who who is who is basically patterned on myself. Okay. So I, I write about my own personal experiences, and I like to tell stories. That's the reason I prefer writing fiction as opposed to nonfiction. Now, this book is, like I said, it's about nation-building in a place called Bougainville, which really needs it. Bougainville was the home in the 70s and 80s of the largest copper and gold mine in the world, called the Panguna Mine. It was built and owned by Rio Tinto. It sparked a civil war between Bougainville and its parent government, Papua New Guinea. 10% of the population of Bougainville died, and they won the war and got with that their own provincial constitution and the right to conduct an independence referendum within 20 years. Well, the 20 years was 2019. So a bunch of chiefs who are now the landowners and the controlling interests in Bougainville invited me to go over there in 2015, seven years ago, and help them because they were afraid they all wanted to vote for independence, but they were afraid they wouldn't be able to afford it. And of course, that means that you've got to refurbish this big $5 billion construction cost uh, mine. But the mine, Sean, has $100 billion of copper and gold in it, which the Chinese, of course, are salivating over. Sure. And so that's what the book is about. And Ishmael is the hero of the book. He was a young man when he joined something called the Bougainville Revolutionary Army, the guerrilla force that won the Civil War, and then he became the commander and also negotiated the peace agreement with the right to conduct an independence referendum. He came to me a couple of years ago and said, can you help me? I helped him got elect, get elected. Excuse me. I wrote all of his speeches, and now he's the president, wow. and Bougainville is going to be the the uh, newest nation on earth with a little help from some capitalism and some nation building. This is very interesting. And I want some condo prices. Um, I'm, <laughs> in, I'm interested as you see the gold mine strike in Uganda, $14 trillion in Uganda. Who has the mining rights? China. As you see what happened in Afghanistan, they have all the mining rights to all the minerals of Afghanistan. That is diabolical, and that is how they're going to finance tyranny around the world in the future, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Sean, they've got a plan. We could have a plan, but we're too busy doing some other stupid things like like the the Green New Deal. Look, I started the first wind wind power company that went public in America, but I can tell anybody who wants to know, you can't solve your electricity problems with wind. It's a nice adjunct, but that's all it is. So so we need a plan that's doing – what China is doing, but unlike China, then we have to go in and be friends. And when you're friends, there's mutual benefits. Yeah. I, I, I bet you the late uh, T. Boone Pickens wishes he would have met you. Oh, T. Boone Pickens, I sold him my first power company. Did you really? For, for $1 billion. Yeah. Do you know I play the clip of him talking about wind? When they ask him about wind, and he the he, first he, guy who ever talked to him about wind was yours truly. Come on, I'm all curious. right, John. I can't wait to G- meet guess you. Guess who put up the first wind farm in Texas? You yours truly, yeah. 
Oh, John, we got to have a cigar. We got to have a cigar, and I got to have you back. Unfortunately, oh, I, I, I would look forward to it. I'm constrained by time. I cannot yeah. wait to read the book. The name of the latest book is They Call Me Ishmael. Sean, just listening to you, you're going to love it. All right, great. I, I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm going to have right. you back. Is it a deal? Great, great to talk to you, Sean. Anytime. Let me know. All Thank right. Thank you. John Cummings, I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You can learn from missed opportunities. We had the leverage in China, missing opportunity because we allowed that mafia to buy our politicians. They own bipartisan American politicians. From congressmen, senators, obviously the president sitting there stumbling around the Middle East right now. Owned by China. Could have broke it, may be able to break it again, but can we solve our own problem? That is the issue uh, we'll know the answer to, as far as I'm concerned, after November. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, what a terrific guest. People often discount uh, historical fiction because uh, they just they believe it's not up to just regular biographical, you know, accounts. John mentioned the book, The Ugly American, which, Sean, it, it said what the French did, everything wrong in Vietnam. And then we went along and did the same thing. And it's Everything you rail against, the government, the military complex, incredible. I can't wait to get his book, sir. Yeah, I, I'm telling you what, a very interesting guy. And do you know, Tom, in the beginning when um, when green energy started to come about, wind, I had a prospectus given to me. I started to research it. I have a friend that's in the business. I saw what was happening and rail against what it is right now. But in the beginning... It was a very interesting concept. It wasn't until we implemented it and it was started to be bastardized and used as a money laundering scheme by government that I said, this has to come to an end. Um, And T. Boone Pickens helped me form my opinion. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can research it yourself. It's an extremely interesting story. Just simply go on YouTube or Rumble or Google and check out T. Boone Pickens' Wind. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hi, Sean. Another great show tonight. Oh, thank you, buddy. Listen, I have a question for you. Uh, something that so bothers me about this 10-year-old little girl in Ohio. Yes. Do you think that Biden would have commented on this uh, rape of this little 10-year-old girl? That's a tough question. He would have been stupid to do it. it. He would have been stupid to comment, and he is stupid. So do I think, I oh, think that I'm he saying. will use any wedge issue to validate and justify an extremely small percentage of people who are killing their babies not only for free but subsidized by by the taxes of people who believe, like I do, that it's the greatest evil on earth, the greatest yeah, But he should be held responsible for this. Uh, he is responsible. He should be held responsible for it because of his uh, border policy. He is responsible, and he is responsible for the death, the leading death, the, the cause of death for people 18 to 49 is fentanyl. The policies that are protecting the cartels, enriching the cartels, and destroying the, 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 the kids and the people of America because of this drug are responsible. Yet they profit. They profit from it. 
both because they have well, an army of, of loyalists and the people who survive and have to go into treatment, they have a money laundering scheme built into Obamacare. So we've been outflanked would, in the way the Chinese people have. Right. I read somewhere that there's over 3,000 uh, babies that are aborted every day in this country. I don't know how true that is, it, but I read it, it it's somewhere. Eight, it, it's, it's between 7 and 8 million a year. I think that right. 3,000 is, you might just be talking Illinois, kid. Let's do a little research yeah, during the break. Could be. I don't know, but I, I saw it somewhere. Yeah, well, Illinois will crank up, up its numbers now that it is the abortion capital of the Midwest and possibly America. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Man, is this fast. We only have, this is the last half hour. I feel like I've only been on an hour. 312-642-5600. Let's go to the lines. Dave in Wheaton. Hey, Sean. Um... Dr. Matanats and my uh, father grew up together. My dad's 87. All right. And uh, one of the things he taught my father was the people who dislike illegal immigration the most are legal immigrants. But anyway. Well, you know um, who who proved that was uh, Cesar Chavez. Did you ever hear Cesar Chavez? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some rough stuff. Yeah, I'm not the boxer. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, um, but I was going to say, um, I was listening to uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, and Mark Levin was talking with Bill Malusian, who's a uh, Fox News reporter, and he covers the border, and he was saying, uh, he was telling Mark Levin that he was going up to the Border Patrol, and they were more um, agitated than usual, and there was something going on, and they told Malusian to hold off for a second. Uh, a five and a six year old girl were raped um, by some Mexican cartel guys. They're not sure or well, uh, this sex is this is the part that really irritated me about the Mexican president, because the Mexican president is the one who is a cohort in the cartels which have overtaken Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cartels are their biggest industry, money making, corruption, and it's run by scum, scum. So they raped yeah. the 10-year-old. Look at this, this sex traffic thing. This is this is terrible. They're, they're, and I'm not saying it's there's one worse than the other. But what else is terrible is the deaths caused by the Chinese drug that is made and assembled in Mexico called fentanyl. It is their biggest moneymaker. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars a month unfettered, and they're buying political protection from, from both, in my opinion, it's obvious, they're oh, buying it, it in it, Mexico, but they're clearly, they own it in Illinois. They own it in these Democrat strongholds. That's why the prosecutors protect the cartels and the gang distributors, the end retailers of the fentanyl. Yeah, the Mexican government is not our friend. I know you know this, Sean. But in like World War One, the Zimmerman letter, um, it, the Germans were trying to get Mexico on their side to you know, fight with them to get their, their, what they say are their lands back, California and things like that. Yeah. And wow. so that actually pulled us into World War One. Mexico, as far as their, you know, they think that this is their country and things like that. But what I was going to tell you too, Sean, I was a physical therapist and I retired. I'm a truck driver. And when I talk to workers in the warehouse, a lot of them from Mexico, and I'll get to know some of them. And the women do tell me 
they, I, I said, is it true that, the, that they're, they rape the women? They, they're like, oh, absolutely true. Oh, I know it's anecdotal, but... Well, uh, and here's the other thing, Dave. I grew up in an area that became a very, very, very populated uh, Mexican area in a, in a generation when it was wonderful. These were not degenerate gangbangers when I was a kid. No, These no. were people that were fleeing the failed corruption of Mexico. And they made wonderful American people. And I want a system Sean, that welcomes those people. But you have Sean, to do first Sean, things first. You've got to shut off the cartels. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was going to say, those same Mexicans that came here, like you're talking about 50, 60 years ago, um, I was talking to a, uh, a builder, and he told me my, my old Mexican workers that came in the 60s and 70s are telling me that we came to the United States to get away from these kind of people, these, these criminals, these crooks that are coming to the country now. Those back then, those illegal aliens were my and oh, I, yeah. my friends. And those are people that didn't want something for nothing. They hated right. the idea of a corrupt, Democrat, socialist country. They fled one. Those were the best people. And I'll tell you what, Dave. Unfortunately, mixed in this people that get killed in trucks, mixed in these people who are raped, who are forced to be drug mules, are good people. The American well, government made this possible. All they had to John, do was secure that border. Don't, Sean, don't forget, and a lot of people don't know this, Americans don't know this, Fidel Castro took his Soviet Union Marxist bullcrap, socialist bullcrap, to Central and South America. Venezuela. These, Look what he did to Venezuela. And to Venezuela. Yeah. These people are coming here, and they hate America because they don't, they, they're looking at it from a Marxist point of yeah. view. So, yeah, and even the churches in Latin America say, please don't send us evangelicals, send us theologians, because the Marxists come into the churches and grab new believing Christians and turn them into liberation uh, theology, which is now what our church is here. The answer so, is always going to be the right answer. The answer is lo legal. The answer is a country that welcomes people who come here for freedom, fleeing corrupt governments. The only problem is we can't do that anymore. We have one. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, I need your help, Sean. I'm sorry to railroad your thing here. So I was handing out flyers over by the Walmart over in Delvin, and I have my shirt on that says, We the People, not Nancy Pelosi. And I walked down. There was probably like six cars. Then they turned left and go to Lake Geneva. So when I went by this one lady's car, she had a really big head like Rosie O'Donnell, and she was driving a white Prius. She rolled the window up and wouldn't take my flyer. Then I go back to the stoplight, and I wait, and then they all turn left really fast. She turned around, and she rolled her window down, and she called me the F word, and she threw a bag of dog poop at me off her front seat. I had to dodge the front seat there. I had to dodge it, and I was wondering if anybody around the area knows. I can help you identify like that Rose. person. Just, just work with me a little bit. Did she have a hairy Go mole? Ahead. Did she have a hairy mole near her ear, her ear and a neck roll with dirt crease in it? Because I think, I think it was either the yes. Republican Nancy Kimmy who likes the vacation yeah. in, uh, in, in Wisconsin, or it may uh, have been the, the representative, the state rep from Melrose Park, whose name escapes me right now. Kathy somebody. Yeah. yeah. But those are two very big fat women, I was completely devastated. Yeah. I had, a, I, had, I had my hard hat on that I used to wear when I worked construction to keep the sun off of me, and it, like, uh -huh. bounced off my head. But the bag didn't break. And it landed on the ground, and then I picked it up and I drew Catherine it. Kathleen Willis, that's her name. Kathleen Willis. Mark. Did she have a? Did she have a? Yeah. I love Melrose Park on the bumper sticker. It was it might have been Kathleen Willis. No, she had the thing on the back that says coexist. 
Oh, she's from Oak Park. Were her toenails sticking out? They look like big hammers. No paint on the toenails. She's from Oak Park. Clearly, no, I couldn't. And, that, and by the way, Chuck, she wasn't that, in an Amish. She wasn't was, in an Amish buggy. But no, it that was, was probably. I'll tell you what, I was. A male teacher from Oak Park River Forest High School. We solved the problem. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We can solve any crime. Just give me enough details. I forgot to ask Chuck if it looked like a manatee driving the Prius because it could have been one of the Pritzker relatives. They all look like versions of manatees. Have you seen them? You know, if you're going to tax somebody, these Democrats, why don't we tax these fat bastards? You're the ones killing society. 80% of you make up the deaths in COVID. Not to mention $11,345 we spend on every citizen in this country on health care. But 80% of that makes up fat people. Let's tax the fat. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I love how you discuss the problems of Illinois and how apparent they are. And I wish you would refer to, when you talk about Oak Park, it's more North Oak Park. And I wish you would refer to them as the West Shore. Because that's what they really are. They're yeah, it's some South Oak Park, though. South Oak Park, man, you do not want to wander over there around dusk. It gets very dangerous. So, but yeah, North Oak Park, what I, I like about them is that how many houses are on a block? You know, they have those massive, massive Maybe mansions. four or five. I mean, it's it's insane. Out they're of beautiful five, homes. They're yeah. magnificent. One of them was bought from a guy that made his own money. The vast majority of those people are self-loathing legacy trust fund slobs who go well, to they're, Starbucks because they don't want to pay for their health care. And their trust fund streams in about $7 million a year. Well. They feel guilty for doing well, and then they want to uh, sound uh, send their virtue or send virtual signals. So how how kind they are, yeah, and that's why they become. I have a wonderful people. friend of mine who's a. And there's hard a way, worker. and there's a way that we can defeat these people and actually put a stake in the heart of the Democrat Party, which would make national news, and that would be if Bailey won. And I'd like people, to see. I know listen. nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk about Bailey or politics. No, I talk about Bailey. I met Darren. He's a, he's a wonderful guy, and he'll definitely improve the state of Illinois. There's no question about it. But the example of what we're talking about is why I feel it's – I wish him the best, but forgive me as I left, and I ain't never going back because of Oak Park. Oh, I, I, That's the best I, example. The whole town was built by capitalists and hardworking immigrants who came here and achieved the American dream. And here the fruit of their loins are communist bastards. And that is Illinois. And that is the problem. It can all revert back to Oak Park. And then, of course, you add on the very unattractive Viagra Slayer wives. It's a hopeless scenario. Thank you very much, <laughs> but I, think I, it's, it's, I don't think it's hopeless. I don't think yeah. it's hopeless. And then they took away the guns. That same area, all the mansions, all the people, no guns, violence has no home here. Even as the two attorneys were beat to death in their own house, what was it, 11 months ago? And it reminds me of the attack on the ability for people to defend themselves. And I have a wonderful example. Here is a vet. And I think about, would this vet have triggered off a, a red flag law if he goes in for depression or treatment? Would they... By they, the American Mafia Democrats have taken away his gun. And what would have happened if he didn't have his gun? Man says he grabbed his gun and scared the group of men off. What he didn't expect 
is gunfire was exchanged. This all was caught on surveillance cameras. Fox 5 reporter Eric Perry is live outside the home in Clayton County. So, Eric, what happened? Yeah, Tom, Christine, honestly, what happened, that group of men picked the wrong house cold to try to burglarize here. You can see the evidence on this BMW from that shootout just riddled with gunfire. That man said he just wanted to make sure his wife was protected. His wife was being, his house was being swarmed by three armed gangbanging scum. By the way, all the same race. Thank God this veteran had a gun. He went out there and opened a can of whoop ass. And look, nobody had to call Kim Fox. Not even the police. Gone. Problem solved. I'll be back in 21 hours.